This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Lester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Fox fans, how the devil are we? Nervous yet? It's not long till the big game. I'm getting really excited. I've got my flags, I've got everything. Yeah, I don't mean Man United. I mean Chelsea in the FA Cup. It's five days till we play them on Saturday. And I'm getting a little bit nervous. But before then, we've got a certain... um, Top four, and we're just in the top four still. Top four game, us versus Manchester United. And uh, today it's the Opposition View show, and I am pleased to welcome two people along this evening. Yeah, we've got two Man United fans. Um, I I think they're with us, unless they start to go off and do a protest. They should both be here with us. We've got Rich from Rich Sports. Check out his YouTube channel, which you can see there is, is Rich Sports, so it's easy to find. And we've got Keane. Um, I presume his mum and dad were a Man United fan with a name like Keane. I can just say, I'm glad they weren't fans of uh, Wambasaka because you, know, you wouldn't want to go live with, through life with Wambasaka, would you? He's from the weekly Armchair Kickoff podcast. Check that out on YouTube as well. Uh, I think he's probably going to uh, going to hit me now. But let's bring them uh, back in. First of all, we're going to say Rich at Rich Sports. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you? I'm very good, thanks, Chris. How are you? Yeah, not so bad. I, I've just about calmed down after Friday night, and uh, <laughs> I didn't so see we're that. We're playing you at the right time. The, the wheels coming <laughs> off. Well, I'm going to come on to that in a minute because I don't know if we're going to be playing you at the right time or not. But uh, let let let's bring um, man, you, you, uh, another Man United fan in. Um, 
Wambasaka. Let's bring him in here. Good evening, Wambasaka. How are you doing? Wambasaka. Ah, stop it now, Chris. Ah, stop it. <laughs> good, very good, Chris. How's things? Thanks for having me yeah, on. Not, not so bad. Thank you both for coming on. Um, <laughs> you're playing a lot of games, aren't you? I mean, I thought we were playing quite, you know, a lot because we, we've got, we have Newcastle, I have to mention it, on Friday. We've got yourselves tomorrow. It's more matter of the FA Cup final on Saturday. But my God, you know, that's like having a rest for you. You've got two games, two days between games, haven't you, Rich? I say, yeah, <clears throat> we're used to it though. Long cup runs, Manchester United are kind of used to this sort of congestion this stage of the season. Might be new for Leicester with the, the cup games. But no, I think um, with a rescheduled game, it's four games in a week, which is you know, pretty crazy. So I think we're going to see, obviously, Manchester United will have to use their squad a bit more. We did see the last couple of games, substitutions being made earlier, which yeah. is good. You no know, substitutions made at halftime or half after an hour. But yeah, certainly a game every other day, pretty much at the moment, is... Not ideal. In fairness, though, Keen, it's your own bloody fault, really, isn't it? You know what I mean? You you called one of your games off because of the protest, so you can't really blame anybody for fixture congestion. Yeah, look, I wouldn't say it's the players and the, the manager's fault. Look, that was something that was out of their control and the protests, but the protests were for the for the right reasons. You know, at the end of the day, like you know, do we we're trying to get the, the Glazers out. Look, there's things that transpired that day that not all Manchester United fans would agree with. But at the same time, from a frustration point of view, myself, Don Rich would agree. We just want them out. And 16 years of this stuff going on, something was going to boil over eventually. And that's what happened. Yeah, yeah 100%. And, and, uh, get me wrong. I, I say it all tongue-in-cheek because um, yeah, no. I, I do know... You know, I mean, I was actually trying to explain it to, to a non-football family the other day um, how you there was this club, Man United, that was sort of world famous, one of the richest clubs in the world, and then suddenly you mortgaged up to the hilt so that somebody can buy you. Um, so, you know, you, you've got, you know, valid reason that it's been going on a long time, Rich. So I think people were against the takeover 16 years ago, and it's been continually against the Glaciers for 16 years. I think it's gradually got worse and worse. And this was like the final straw. It wasn't like this was the issue. It was the final straw for a lot of fans. And yeah. the game could have been rescheduled a different time. It was not the best time for it to be rescheduled. But Manchester United fans, opposition fans for Liverpool fans, um, Tottenham fans, Arsenal fans, all fans I've spoken to, 100% behind. And Stephen Collins, like, yeah, 100% in the same group yeah. that, yeah, our owners need to go. Other clubs want their owners out as well, and it's the right thing to do. It's it's a long term thing. It's not the ideal at the moment, but it's the right thing long term for Manchester United. Well, yeah, I I, totally, I mean I was surprised, and we'll, we'll just touch on this quickly because it's not going away. It, you know, it, you, you've been a, a little fine, which to be honest with you is is pocket change, but it seems all the big owners are going to be paying that out of their own pocket, not from the club money. Um, but I was surprised how quickly everybody turned against it. I mean, we, we're obviously not included in that. We're not deemed a, a big enough club to be included in that. But, you know, it was it was nice to see that the fans of the Big Six didn't want it either. And, you know, how, how quickly you got everybody to, to sort of back down if you like and, and it was good to see him you know we are all like like Stephen said there uh Keen, we're all behind you with this yeah look it was good to see kind of all fans of big six teams all come together and you know really push to the super league kind of to you know, out of the way very quickly and like again to see kind of all the rival fans all rival pundits apart from graham Silness, they were all putting their um differences aside and you know not and you know pushing forward for a common cause but like again i think that this comes down to greedy to greedy owners it's not just man united's owners you look at arsenal's owners such as stan Kroenke, fsg at liverpool you look at daniel levy and joe lewis at tottenham like joe they're bleeding that club dry and like you look at the direction they're going like them clubs especially you know do, do you see the fans of their clubs really push forward and then 
obviously Chelsea fans were they done well at their protest too. Like you seen, they didn't let, let the team boss in. You know, Peter Tech mm. had to come out and talk to the fans and basically mm. told them, "Look, we're, we're pulling out." We didn't really see too much of a protest at Man City. I don't think they want their owners to go. To be quite honest, you know, I think they're very fortunate to be in the position they are, like with the ownership they have. But when you look at it all in, in a nutshell, it was good to see kind of all the fans put their differences aside and really do kind of adhere to the traditions of English football because. At the end of the day, you, you can have all these big games against Real Madrid, Barcelona, the Juventus, Milan's, but they're meant to be happen once every couple of years in the Champions League. Like if you went done a Super League, the novelty of that wears off after a year or two because you're playing them every week. Do you know what I mean? Whereas in the Premier League, you go away to Leicester, you go away to a Stoke. I know Stoke aren't there, but I'm just using them as an example for an away day. Go to even grounds like such as Crystal Palace, where it's nice, those small ground, you know, nice hostile atmosphere. Super League, you wouldn't get any of that. Do you, do you know what I mean? So it was kind of good yeah. to see tradition do be maintained. I mean, Rich, I don't know whether Mel's calling me weird or you weird with that comment there, but I think it's totally, totally unnecessary, Mel. Yeah, totally I'm very, very civilised from what I can remember. <laughs> uh, well, it's just a few things, whether civilised is one of them or not. I, I, I've not known a long yeah. enough, you know. But yeah, it was good. I mean, you know, we felt that when when we had the, the sad news with our chairman with the with the helicopter when he, when, when he passed away, and it brought everybody together, and this did. I mean, there's only so often you can afford an away ticket to go and see yourselves play Real Madrid. You know, going like I say, getting in the car and driving down to Leicester, filling up with petrol, McDonald's on the way, in a car park. It's a bit different to a flight over to Spain. Probably got to have a hotel stay over. I mean, we know, you know, Man United fans are rich, but, you know, it's, I'm sure he's stretching <laughs> even, even for you guys. Well, I think he made a really good point, though. It's like when we played Barcelona and we hadn't played them for a long time or Real Madrid or Juventus, it's a special occasion. If you play them every season, it soon becomes quite boring. I mean, after winning the treble, we played Bayern Munich three times that season. Well, then when we drew them, I think, a year or two later, you think, oh, not them again. It does get... It loses its yeah. appeal fairly quickly, and yeah, for me, it wasn't it wouldn't be as good, and I, I don't I think, think it appealed to English fans at all. No, no. I mean, I, I think I feel like that. No disrespect. We, we you know, we've got Man United again because we played you twice already this season. <laughs> Southampton, you know, uh, and Brighton, but that's not you know every season. But I've got to ask you, Keen. I don't know. I mean, I. Don't know, you know, you're not based in Manchester. I'm guessing from your accent. Um, but do you know, and or Rich might be able to say, I mean, you know, after the Liverpool cancellation, your next game was away to Villa, and thanks for doing us a favour, Villa. But typical. Um, <laughs> is there going to be any protest here, or you know, is it, is the match, you know, pretty much going to go ahead? It's going to be so, Liverpool game, isn't it? Yeah. So it's planned um, six o'clock. Um, Thursday. Um, look, I think the reason why is look, the Liverpool game will have the most eyes. Let's not get yeah. that. Let's get that straight. That's the biggest game in English football, and again, that's that's a worldwide fixture. Like that, that game nearly gets as much views as what the Super Bowl does, or even yeah. don't even goes past that. Like, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. it's, it's to send a message. It, it gets it gets worldwide coverage, and I think that's why they went for the Liverpool game to start with. Yeah, the ESPN, American news networks reporting it. It's just there's so many fans from Manchester United and Liverpool worldwide. They're the two biggest clubs by a distance. It's got a worldwide fan base. So yeah. no disrespect to Leicester or Villa, but it's going to be the Manchester United Liverpool game because they'll have the most impact. No, it well, and I, 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 you know, I, I, I understand that totally. But um, I was just going to say, if you did want to protest, go ahead because we could do we could do without the match this week. We've got a big game coming up at the weekend, so yeah, feel free to protest and have the match called off. Um, we set, we touched at the beginning, um, guys, and either of you for the, for this one really, but. Um, and, and I want to read a, a, a tweet out from Ray, who is is a Man City fan. But it says, okay. would, "Yeah, sorry, no, it's not actually. It, it's, it's not. It's not bad. But it's, would Manchester United fans be happy to play a weakened team against Leicester and lose if they beat Liverpool on Thursday and prevent Liverpool from qualifying for the Champions League?" <laughs> Do you know what I'm going to say, Chris? I'll, 
let Keane think about this because I've, I've spoken to some fans and I said, obviously we played Villa. I think beating Villa pretty much secured top four. Um, yeah. For me, we're going to have to rotate players. I would rather play weak against... Like, Liverpool's the biggest game. First team, strongest team against Liverpool. No disrespect to Leicester. Strongest no. team by, against Liverpool. And I think this game against Leicester will be... It'll be where some of the players like you know Luke Shaw will be replaced with Tellers maybe and maybe Pogba's rested. It'll be, for me, a, not a weak team, hopefully, but mm. not full strength, put it that way. I mean, Keane, your second team, before you answer that, it's probably as strong as our first team, in fairness. And, you know, um, but would you... I mean, and I understand, you know, Liverpool's your big rival, so I totally understand why you would say that. But would you agree with Rich? Yeah, look, first first and foremost, I'm not going to say we should throw the game because, look, at the end of the day, like, no one should throw a game of football. That's just dishonesty and that's match fixing yeah. and that's wrong. But at the same time, look, when when you look at it, I think you have to put out a strong enough team, cement second place, but not your strongest team. I do agree, Rich, you don't play your strongest team. I think, for me, you rest Pogba and you rest Luke Shaw. I think, look, they've been outstanding. Bruno will play, I think, regardless, just simply because he refuses to get a rest. To be fair, he wants to play every single game. So, <clears throat> And look, he's on 27 goals and what, 14 assists this season or 15 assists. That's, if, he, if he wants to play, leave him play and try to break 30 this season in all competitions. Yeah. For a midfielder, that would be insane output. But I think this this game, is, I suppose, is room to get give Mason Greenwood a, do a, a, a start again. I think Donny van der Beek needs minutes. So, look, if you're resting Pogba, play van der Beek. Um, even maybe, I was about to say playing the Man United, but after seeing what happened in the FA Cup game, I do not want to see him play against that <laughs> left midfield. It's too mobile for him. But, like, yeah. I think, yeah, start Tellez. Um, look, I think Maguire won't play. He's injured, so Eric Boy is probably going to get a game. Yeah, just have a strong defence, though. I think, like, David De Gea or Henderson, with, with maybe Turan Zabi and Lindelof. You could have Williams in there or Wambasaka. I think they're both... Do you reckon... Do you reckon they maybe go by in Toons AB? Because Lindelof with the back injury now, will Ollie want to risk kind of playing your sec other first try centre back considering what happened I always um read reports about Lindelof being injured and think he's out and he's always playing. I just I don't I don't know. I'd, I'd be happy to see him rested and have yeah by Turns A B because like I said, it's about the you know, the whole season and we want to kind of save players. Greenwood, I think, can play both games. Dan James can play. Um, and maybe wouldn't play Cavani. I think Bruno plays every game anyway. But it's one of those games where it's not going to be weak, is it? But Luke Shaw or respect Gallo maybe. Player, but yeah, I'm a Jallo. There's definitely some options, that, and it won't be a weak team, Chris. Don't worry. Well, the funny it thing does, is, uh, it won't be as strong as what the first team is. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, 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 I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking it, it, you will, you, your stronger team will be Liverpool than more than Leicester. Because I mean, when we look at the table here, um, I mean, you're six points ahead of Chelsea with a game in hand, and there's literally Chelsea. You've got three games left. So you know, yeah, it's getting not... close, isn't it, to wrapping it up? I'll say, Chris, yeah. um, with, with, you, with you've the got more guaranteed. It's whether you want Liverpool or Leicester to join you. I think we know which one. That is. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no pressure there at all. Um, but Chris, do you think Leicester might do the same thing? Because obviously, the FA Cup final's got to be the biggest game for you this week. The problem we've got, and it's quite interesting because you've got Maguire out, but we've got Evans out. He's almost certainly he won't play because he will be rested. I think and he was training on his own today, so I think he will be. Um, given that bit extra time so he is in the cup final fingers crossed um normally i'd be worried but to be honest with you when you look at the injuries that all the you know we've all had not just leicester but we've all had at the start we were playing a lot of players that you know hadn't sniffed the first team for a season or so and they came in and did a very good job i don't know if he dare risk a weakened team as such because you know we, we've now dropped a fourth um everton did us a favor with with west ham uh and west ham are bleating that you know you shouldn't be playing all these games are mm. so close because 
you're playing two of their rivals in us and Liverpool. So um, David Moyes isn't happy at all for Paul Bugger. But um, I, I think if he was to play a weekend team and we were to lose Man United to Man United, I think there would be absolute uproar because obviously last season we dropped out at the last minute against you guys on the last day of the season. And I think we've been the only team that's been in the top four all season. And to drop out of it again right at the end, and as important as the FA Cup is, he wants that top four. And, and I want that top four as well. So I don't think he will. And we've had a little bit of an extra break because we played on Friday. You you played, was it Saturday or Sunday when you played? Sunday afternoon. Sunday. Sunday. Yes, we've had hardly any break. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So in a way, it, it kind of favours us, do you know what I mean? But um, the, the, the easiest game of the three we've got left, because we've got you, Chelsea, is the Spurs game, which is the last one at the end of the season. But we know, to be totally honest with you, if it comes to league games, you're going to win it, aren't you? Yeah, like the leagues are bread and butter, like, so like I think... Leicester at the moment, it's it's a tough one because I think it's a bit of a catch twenty two, isn't it? Like obviously the FA Cup is, is silverware, like at the end of the day, and it's it's a trophy. But really, like when you look at the season as a whole, thirty eight game season, top four has to be the priority. Like do you know, I think Champions League football to it. Like to look at the signings you're going making, Ivan Tony and Samari, like they're bringing in top talent. Like again, you can also bring in a couple of other players. Like if you play in the Europa League, that could like if you're playing the Europa League over a course of a season. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen, not so much with us, but with Spurs this year in Arsenal, it kind of messes up your chances long term to finish in the top four. You know, so I think you, you may see. I think Leicester they might prioritize top four. I don't know. I don't know what the feeling is there, but it's kind of a catch twenty two situation because well, of the, the fixture yeah, congestion. Con- con- we get asked a lot as presenters on here is what would we sooner have FA Cup or top four now. I think as things stand at the moment, we could, you could go down as far as eighth and still qualify for Europe in one form or another, whether it's Champions League, Europa League, or this new Europa Conference. I, I mean, I'm, I'm old enough to have remembered the last time we were in the FA Cup in 1969, and I would sooner finish fifth or sixth and go into the Europa League and have the FA Cup. Because we may not get, there might be another, you know, sixty odd years before we make it again. But you could always stand the chance of getting the top four again next season. But Rich, I mean, you've won fifteen of the previous twenty games between us two at Man United. Do you look? At, I don't know if you saw the Newcastle game on on Friday. I saw um, the highlights. For... Yeah, you could probably you could probably hear me crying from there. <laughs> I, don't know, I was actually very surprised by that result. You were surprised. You were surprised. <laughs> think, think of us. I mean, the only people that predicted a 4-2 win were Newcastle fans, and they were predicting that it'd be Leicester 4 Newcastle 2. <laughs> we completely yeah, no, I don't think anybody saw that coming after the season Newcastle have had, but they still seem yeah. to have actually found a little bit of form recently. Yeah, they, they, they have, but, you know, there's no... We've, I wasn't expecting that, you know. What the hell, but... Having seen that, the highlights and, you know, we're at four in, does that give you, do you look now at the Leicester game tomorrow night and think, oh, it could be an easy three points for us here? I wouldn't say easy, but it does look like Leicester having a, a what, like, you know, quite a wobble. That they've, mm. I've seen it with, um, like West Ham have done you a favour. They've lost three of the last five of them. They, they've really kind of dropped off a bit. And I did think that would come. I thought it would happen early in the season. But mm. to answer the question before, I think if, I think Leicester fans would probably want the FA Cup, wouldn't they? Because it's like a a trophy they haven't got, like you're saying. I know, I know top four is like, in terms of like, for Manchester United, top four is essential because of the top talent they want. Mm. Manchester United want to be trying to win the Champions League. They want to win the league. I mean, I think for... I think it, if you have not won the FA Cup, you must won it, honest. surely. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, it's in the answer to your question. It's an even split, to be honest with you, between FA... I think the, young, the, young, the older ones amongst us, which I'm one of them, want the FA Cup because we've never won it. The younger ones, probably where the FA Cup isn't sort of mean quite as much. And Andy Meadows is going to love me now because I'm putting him in the younger, young bracket. <laughs> I think I think they 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 want the, the the top four. But 
I can say in the league and looking at this, you know, um, these these are our last games. We've got a two-two draw. These, these are league games, by the way. Two-two draw earlier in the season. Last year he did the double over us. Mainly, you know, that last game of the season. Um, and you know we haven't beaten you in the league for at least five games, um, Keen. So like I say, you you've got to be reasonably confident, haven't you? Yeah, like look, if I'd be brutally honest, I'd be more confident if it was at the King Power. To be to be completely honest, looking at our away record this season, like being the best away team in the league and we're unbeaten away from home. Um but yeah, look, you be like that that form book there suggests that United fans should be confident. However, again, it just depends on who we play because if we go full strength, I'd be confident in winning the game. Even even then though could fatigue set in because we played on Sunday afternoon. Do you know what I mean? Um, but look, if we put out a reasonably strong team, we should most definitely be competitive within the game. Depends who Leicester play as well. If Leicester make a couple of changes, then we'd see how it plays out. Because match sharpness, like I think, we look at players like Van der Beek. You look at players like Telles. You look at Brandon Williams when he came in the other night against against Roma. You could see that these players haven't played many games this season, and mm. they got torn asunder. Like let's let's get that straight. Like against Roma, they got absolutely torn asunder. It just you just can't suddenly, you can't suddenly adapt to that you can't suddenly play at that at top level, and um, that's kind of one why I'd like to see more rotation made over the next few games because when you stick to the first eleven and pretty much don't change it, when you do call on these players, you do say right, Tellers, you bring him on, you bring on William. They're just not ready. They just not had enough football. Even when when Pog was injured for a month, he comes back. It takes a couple of games to get back up to that level. So. I think they need to play at least part of the game, some of these players, even when we're going quite strong, we should probably make subs earlier. But I think, like Keane was saying, I think the defence will probably be fairly strong. Maybe Teller's swapped out for Luke Shaw, but I think it, otherwise it'll be fairly recognisable, apart from Maguire, who's injured. Otherwise, he you know, plays every single game. But Van der Beek, he doesn't get a run at all, does he? He gets one game, then a month later he gets another game. Mm. Yeah, like when you look at Van de Beek as well, like uh, since he's coming to back into the, into the kind of fold, he's been played out of position as well. So like it's it's kind of hard when you're lacking match fitness and you're playing on left on the left wing. Like do you know, I think you can kind of I suppose feel sorry for him in, in that way. But yeah, it's just interesting to see where he plays. Like if he starts Fernandez, you'd imagine Van de Beek will end up on the left or maybe in, inside the double pivot, like beside either McTominay or Fred. If you know if he if he plays. I just can't imagine him playing if if Bruno Fernandez is on the pitch that Van der Beek is going to play in the number ten role because that's you know, that's Bruno's position. That's he's been unbelievable there this season. I don't see anyone displacing him in that position, no matter who we sign. So I think if Van der Beek plays, he's probably going to play on the left as a result of Pogba not playing. I'm going to ask you there. I'm going to wait for this till later, but um, seeing as we've kind of touched on um, formations and, and changes and tactics and what have you. Are, are you kind of? I've listened and I've popped on your shows, and, and you know, Rich knows I, I, I listen to, to him a lot. And you know, there's still a vast majority of your fans that aren't the biggest fans of your manager. I mean, is he tactically astute enough to, to get you through this period? Or, you know, I mean, you know, before Man United, it was you know, a Norwegian side in Cardiff, wasn't it? So, but. He can't complain, you know, he can't say what he's done this season, a, a European Cup final, and, and he looks like he's going to be second again. Rich, is he, is he tactically aware enough to, 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 to deal with all this and all the changes and players, etc.? So, I would say, yeah, I'd say, Chris, there's been um, so much written about Solskjaer over the season in terms of like his decision making, his tactics. I mean, if you look at the squad, we quite often play Fred and McTominay because we don't have someone that's good enough to do that single. We we don't have Matic from six, seven years ago, do we? We don't have, we don't. So I think Solskjaer is doing pretty well with some of the resources he's got. We don't have, like, say, Ndidi. We, we, we could do with him or someone like him. Or, so it's a bit unfair to say that in terms of last season, Manchester United finished third. The transfer window was shambolic to say the least compared with a team like Chelsea, and we're going to finish above Chelsea by the looks of it. And I think he's done pretty well with the resources. Like as Keane said, unbeaten away from home all season. That is, that's a phenomenal record. Mm. And there's been a few 
few dodgy results, but then most teams have had some dodgy results over the season. We're not the only ones. We have looked better recently. I would say from a personal point of view, some of the performances recently in terms of like, if we concede a goal, it's, sometimes it's a stupid individual error, which you can't really blame the coaching for that. But the way the team spirit looks amazing with Solskjaer in charge, I would say that. And the Manchester United have equaled the record, I think, for, for wins after being in a losing position. So there's a lot mm -hmm. of positives. I would like to see a decent transfer window with some key positions filled with quality players because I think we're playing some of the best attacking football I've seen for a while. And I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to be one of these people that says you want the manager in or you back the manager. I, I'm supporting whoever's in charge of Manchester United and not really getting involved in the debate. I think he's done. Have we got the second best squad in the league? You could argue we haven't, and we're second in the league by a distance. I think he's done a good job. I mean, Keen, it, it's funny that you mentioned because we actually play better away from home than we have done at the King Tower. So if you're rubbish at Old Trafford, fingers crossed for us. Not that I'm grasping at straws here or anything, you understand. But, you know, at the end of this season, um, Ollie's going to probably, you're probably going to be second. I mean, you know, we've got to accept that now. You know, I think Man City are they're nailed on. I mean, you're dragging them out. You're making them wait as best you can there. But Man City are going to go and win it. You're almost certainly going to be second. And you're possibly going to win the um, Europa League. And I remember a certain other manager that did that for you and ended up getting the sack. Is that going to be enough to keep to keep Ollie in a job? Or are the, are the owners at the moment, with everything that's gone on, going to be too scared to if, to, to, to make a change? Well, I think, look, with Mourinho, when he won the Europa League and the League Cup, he actually finished sixth that season. He finished second the following year. Um, he finished sixth that season. And, and look, that football was just horrendous. The, the Slatan and Pogba dragged him to Europa League that season. Do you mm. know what I mean? That yeah, they really true. did. Um, like, you look at Ali, I think we're playing much better football under him this season. I think it's, it's, it's evident. He, when we go a goal down, I, I don't feel worried anymore. Under Mourinho or Van Gaal, if we went a goal down, I'd be like, that's it we're, we're beaten yeah. we wouldn't often come back mm. whereas with this United team if we go a goal or even two goals down I'm like this team has enough up front and like enough kind of attacking prowess to mm. come back in games whereas on the previous manager's post Sir Alex I don't have that confidence I think he's after creating a, a togetherness within the United dressing room that we haven't seen since an, an Alex Ferguson team like the the whole the group players team United like, I think it's the most, I think, I, I don't know if Rich will agree with me, but I think it's the most likable United team we've had post-Ferguson. I yeah. think when you look I, at the I characters... You, you said exactly what I'm thinking in terms of, like, team spirit. If Manchester United were 1-0 down against Van Gaal, it was almost game over. And you just watch yeah. something, okay, this is it, we've lost 1-0. Well, this team, against Southampton, we're losing 2-0 at halftime. I was still thinking we could win it. And we're finishing games, last 20 minutes, we're finishing them strong, like we used to. So we, we may start slowly sometimes, but we finished the games looking very strong and on top most of the time. And I'm, that's the, like Keen said, it's the, you know, the first time I've seen that since Alex Ferguson. And I think Mourinho's football, he did get carried by Pogba and Ibrahimovic, and we were looking woeful in a lot of games. You can't dispute the effect that Solskjaer had when he came in because he went beaten for so long. The interesting thing is tomorrow, maybe we should all start watching from like the 70th minute onwards because... Should we, should we give you a goal and start on 45 minutes? <laughs> yeah, well, the two teams that scored in the last 15 minutes are Leicester and Man United. So guys, you know, get yourself a beer, feed up, get outside, have a fag, come in on the 75th minute and, and it could be could be a 2-2. But I can say, just going back to sort of the, 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 the form of, the, you know, you're better at home and we're better, you're better away and we're better away. So, you know, obviously we're happier that it's at your place. I mean, your form, you've not lost in five. You know, with us, we've got, you know, the, the West Ham debacle. We lost that. We have the Newcastle, even bigger debacle. We've got only got the draw against 10-man Southampton. Your form going into this, like I say, I, you know, you, to me, I think, it, you know, and I hate to say this, and I would never do against my team, but this is, for me, going to be the most difficult of our last three games. Yeah. 100%. I think when you look at the, the three games you have, you have Spurs, you have, who is, I think it's Chelsea. Chelsea. You have Chelsea in the league. Yeah, yeah Chelsea twice, FA Cup. And yeah, league, it's a yeah. tough, tough run in, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think you look at Spurs, right? Look, I'll say this now. Uh, I have a couple of Spurs lads on my channel. And I said this in the group chat. I think Spurs is the easiest game for Leicester. Because I think yeah, Spurs could be at the top four race yeah. by that final game. And that could yeah. be a dead rubber for them. So, like, look, I think for yourselves, if you can get something out of tomorrow and then beat Chelsea, do you know, I think that that nearly get you to the, more or less in, cemented into the top four. I think even the draw against Spurs in the final day, if you beat, let's say, Chelsea in the reverse fixture, beat, sorry, draw against Spurs or even draw against United could be enough. I think the Scousers, if we do them, that's them gone. Yeah, I think like, if we, we do a big favour, if we beat Liverpool, that could be the difference, I think. Yeah, I mean, you are with the favour, come on. We're gonna, we're gonna try the, we'll try our best with that game, definitely. Hey, hold on a second. Did we give you 80 million for Harry Maguire? <laughs> that's a massive favour, isn't it? That's a massive favour. <laughs> and we didn't give you a seat, so you go. Hey, he's doing all right now. In fairness, we had the joke when he first went. It took him a while. Oh, he's, he's doing very well, to be fair. Now, yeah. He's I mean, exactly. before we got him, we were quite poor. He has made things a lot better, and the fact he's never injured, apart from now, is a been a key thing. Was it seventy-one games we played in a row, something like that? Yeah, I think it's like I it might not be. Might not be that many, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I think it's difficult for these players when you come to think that he's, um, you know, eighty million pound, the most expensive defender in the world, going to a team like Man United. And as much you know, we 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 thought we got better. Well, we think we got better with Soyuncu now, anyway. But it's it's difficult for for people. But you wouldn't agree. I'm just going to play this only because I enjoy playing it, but. Uh, you don't think get rid anymore, then. Just see what you think of this. You probably remember this. Get uh, I'll try. I'll try clicking it. That's not working, is it? Or is it working? It came up my screen for like two seconds. Try it again. Yeah, stop briefly. Get rid of Harry Maguire. Get rid of Harry Maguire. He is shit. He is absolutely shit. <sighs> I mean that he's he's better than that now, isn't he? <laughs> do you think that sometimes you never have a rant on social media, should you? And Chris, do you think sometimes people just pick on one player and blame when yeah. the team's not playing great? That yeah, he, ha he has yeah. Fred and McTominay in front of him sometimes, and you see what they do sometimes. And then Maguire and Lindelof try and it's not just one player. He's actually been quite good for a lot of games. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree, Ben Ben Chilwell. Um, you know, for some reason the fans took against him. I mean, he was Gareth Southgate's England left back, so you know the guy wasn't bad. And you know, he got a, a goal in him. Um, you know, when when, yeah. he, when he got up there at that end of the field. So, but the players, like you say, just take take a dislike, and it happens with certain players. Some of them deserve it. Last time we played you, Fred gave you an assist, didn't he? After about five minutes. Yes, so get... and we thank you, thank you very much for that. Please, can you make sure he plays again and does the same for us? I mean, <laughs> I think the last time, the last time, and I'm not going to make any apologies for this. But I tell you what, we're just going to have a quick break, and then we'll be straight back after this. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. I'm not going to make, make any apologies for this now because we've only beaten you once since you've been up in the in the Premier League. It was a really, really good win. So the last time we met, we did actually beat you. You know, it was the FA Cup, I grant you, <laughs> but it was a nice. Could that Man United turn up uh, tomorrow night for us, please, Keen? Well, look, it just depends on who, on who we start, really. Um, yeah. I think personnel, whoever starts to kind of hold the midfield, like if we play Fred Matage like we did the last day, like if the, if Leicester presses high with Tielemans and Didi, the other likes of them in midfield, it could dominate again. Um, but look, I think if Fernandez starts his game, he's that he's that X factor, isn't he? Like he's that player who can turn a game on its head and he can create chances. I think if Mason Greenwood starts very important he's on fire at the minute he's shown the form he showed last season not only that he's he's added a lot more to his game in terms of chance creation he's shown now that he's he's more than just a a raw goal scorer like his his link up plays are getting a lot better do you know his position do you know his his cross into the box they're all 
improve him massively. I think for United point of view, though, we'd keep an Ian Acho quite. I think he he played very well against us. And since that game, he's on fire. He's on absolute <laughs> fire. Like we usually come into this game, I'd be worrying about Jamie Vardy, Jamie Vardy, Jamie Vardy. I'm not even worried about Jamie Vardy because Eric Boyle will have the pace yeah. to cope with him. It's Ian Nacho picking up them second balls, getting into the box late, they'll pounce on them kind of half chances that I'd be more, I'm more worried about in this game. Do you know? I think he's a player that we need to keep quiet. I think if Tunzebi plays, let's say, alongside an Eric Boyle, he's going to be very important to be in the right position at the right time to stop Ian Nacho because I think he's, he's just um, a good striker. And look, he's shown... Why essentially he played at Manchester City and scored goals to that football mm. club, you know. Um, so I think he's someone who we have to keep quite keep quiet. Um, but again, I think that this the game where the game's going to be won or lost. It's going to be in midfield. It just depends on who Ali picks. Um, he plays the Man United and Fred. Could be a grim day for us, Lord Trafford. It really could. Rich, and I've been I've been told off by my own fans for winding you up there, but <laughs> um, <laughs> it's. Um, um, Keen was saying, like, you're more worried about Inacho than Vardy, but you can't afford to turn off against Vardy because Vardy is, is, you know, he's becoming a great supplier, he's not scoring the goals, I grant you. And then Inacho, even in the Newcastle one, managed to come up and pop up and score a goal. But Vardy's becoming the great provider, you can't just sort of, yeah, you know, put all your eggs and just follow Inacho. You still got to keep an eye out for Vardy, haven't you? Well, it's still. Still doing a good job for you, isn't he? And yeah, certainly wouldn't take any. I'll say, um, like he made a good point. I think Leicester have got a very, very strong midfield. It's probably one of the the, the better midfields we face over this season. Uh, I think last season you, we did catch us at a bad time because we had the San Siro a few days before, and we looked way off the pace. And if we play off the pace against Leicester, then you punished us. And we, you know, we, we did kind of like make it hard for ourselves with that stupid goal after five minutes, but. I'd be worried about Inacho and Vardy. And certainly, if you have people like Tielemans and, and Didi playing well, it makes it tough for our midfield. Although I think it's going to be interesting to see how Leicester play because the last couple of games against 10 man Southampton, they struggled to score. And against Newcastle, obviously, I don't know what happened in that game. So obviously, I just saw highlights of that game. But it, I'm it, just wondering whether. It looked like we were playing in mud. I mean, whether it was the fact that. In, in fairness to Newcastle, they and I'm not using this as an excuse because we've got this this week, you've got this as well, but we had had a lot of yeah. games all together and Newcastle hadn't played for, you know, a, 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 over a week. So we, we had that. And I think they wanted it more because they knew that if they got the, 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 the points that they'd be safe. And Steve yeah, they, they've, had, they've had injury problems as well, haven't they? They've had players come yeah. back. And yeah. I would say... um. The comment about Bruno is fair. I think Bruno sometimes tries to do too much. Mm. Some, I think with Pogba back, it does make a difference. So it's not all on Bruno. But we say against Roma and against the um, last couple of games we've played, he is actually making better decisions in terms of like the crossing has been higher quality. I think I don't think Luke Shaw will play, but I think crossing to the box, Manchester United have looked way more fluid the last few games. We seem to be peaking at the right time of the season. Mm. I'm just wondering whether... There is a bit of pressure on Leicester because of, of the last couple of results. And for Manchester United, I think it's kind of like almost like a pressure-free game because we're kind of almost there in terms of finishing second. The, we don't need... To, like last season, we went into the last four or five games needing to win most of them to try and get into the top four. This time, we've kind of got the luxury of having the points on the board and Leicester are kind of in the position yeah. we're in where we just need to get that, you know, just that extra win, maybe one or two wins. So for us, a draw would be absolutely fine if we took got a draw. But for Leicester, again, it's not ideal with Leicester, Liverpool improving. I mean, what I love about going into your chat, Rich, especially, is watching all the Man United players discussing which Leicester players you're going to buy in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> which, I mean, Keen, I mean, you know, would you... Is there a lot of Leicester players that would get into the Man United team now at the moment? I think Fafana, I think, gets in at centre back. I think I think he'd get in beside Harry Maguire. Mm-hmm. Um current squad indeed he gets in uh, defensive midfield as well. Um going over a course of a season, 
on card form, I think Ian Nacho probably would have a chance, but I think Rashford on the left hand side probably would fancy him a bit more. I think mm. most importantly, I'd probably go Fofana in Didi. Do you know what? If he was fit, James Justin probably at right back as well. He's a very good player. I really like him. He's defensively yeah. good and he's very good going forward as well. Um, but other than that, when we've our, our fully fit squad, it's probably trimmed down to about two or three that would get into yeah. our lineup. I mean, this guy, uh, I was going to mention this, and Stephen said it here. Um, Cavani, he's just signed another year's extension. He's deciding to stay with you rather than sort of go home to his own country. Um, you know, at the start, people were questioning it, Rich, but it looks to have been a, 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 a good bit of business for you. It seemed like a strange one, didn't it? Because because he was available for so long and no one had picked him up, it made you think, OK, why is nobody signing this player? Because obviously his track record for um, the country and club is fantastic. Uh, his ability has never been in question. And I was wondering whether there was injury issues we didn't know about. It seemed strange he was available for about six months. And um, I said when we signed him that it seemed a strange one, but it seemed quite low risk because you got this one-year deal you you pay him a lot. You know, everyone's going to get paid quite a lot for Manchester United anyway. So you get this player that doesn't have a big transfer fee. If it doesn't work out at the end of the year, he's gone. It's not like a Sanchez deal where you've got to try and get rid of them if they're if they're not very good. So mm-hmm. I thought that it would be a really good role model for someone like Greenwood, who's very young, very very. You know, the potential of Greenwood is is incredible. He looks fantastic, but he's still only a teenager. And Cavani, you see his movement. You see, it's just. There's no one like I've watched that can move like Cavani, and, and it's a natural thing that Greenwood can adapt his game a bit. But I, I was looking at it in terms of thinking, we want a striker. We've got Marshall, we had Rashford and Greenwood. Cavani was like a, a leader for the team in terms of attacking and also someone they can learn from. And if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. But the fact that it's worked out probably better than anybody thought, and he's going to sign for another year. We're seeing the last like last month Cavani is different class and yeah. defenders can't deal with him and for us it's just it's really good to watch and I think it's making our whole team in terms of our attacking play look so dynamic it's the best I think it's the best striker we've had since Van Persie probably yeah do, do, do us a favour and, and rest him will you tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to see him play in Villarreal so, and Liverpool um, Leicester I, I'll probably be okay if he got rested for that game I'll take that, I'll take that, I'll take that. Keen, I've got to ask you this, only because I've got an Arsenal fan in, in, in the chat now. Very, very quickly, any Arsenal players you'd have in your team at the moment? No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say no, but I thought about it for a second. Thomas Party, I think I'd take him. Party, that's it though. That's like, <laughs> like, I think Saka, maybe Saka, but Greenwood, like Greenwood is... He's a lot more talented. I think mm. I take Saka in her squad. I most definitely take Saka in her squad. I think he's a very good player. He'd, he'd get a lot of game time at United. Um, yeah. I think Party would start defensive midfield for us. But you look at their squad, there's a lot of players there who aren't good enough to be playing for Arsenal. There's a lot, like for them being a big football club, they're carrying a lot of passengers at the moment. Do you know what I mean? They have to do a big overhaul if they want to be serious again. And yeah. they have an owner that, like, is not going to put the funds into the football club to do that. Like they need a good three to four hundred million pounds to be a top four team again. Never mind oh, yeah. a, a title winning team again, a top four mm-hmm. winning team again. Like I think, I think like us a few years ago maybe, and it is a complete overhaul. And it's going to be difficult because you can have players on very big contracts to try and move on. It's going to take a few years. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think they should Arsenal should do that milk advert. I don't know whether you guys remember it. The uh, Accrington O, I think we could turn that round to Arsenal O. <laughs> uh, she's going to hate me, Melina. She's really going to hate me. Guys, you know that I always do um, score predictions uh, and we have ex-players do it. And the problem with having the ex-players do it is that they're always quite honest and probably sometimes will go against the team. And <laughs> it actually pains me. This actually does hurt me. It gets me there. To, to actually put this up, but we always we always finish with a prediction. Um, Steve Walsh has gone three one Man United. Steve Linitz has gone three nil Man United. Ian Marshall has gone three one Man United. 
Fiona just says, I'm flying the flag for the foxes. Come on here, guys. Give us a subscribe. It's only for the fact that I'm the only one that thinks we can do this tomorrow night. I think it'll be 2-1 to Leicester. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't predict against my team. <laughs> Rich, first of all, give, give us a score prediction. <sighs> so it's, it's quite difficult because I, I'm not, I've no idea what sort of team we're going to put out. I was going to think if we did rest players so we ended up with like quite a strange team i'd probably go 1-1 i don't see us losing to leicester um if we go quite strong which i'm not expecting i'd probably say 2-1 but i'm gonna i'm gonna say probably a score draw based on i'm assuming that it's gonna be a strange looking manchester united team compared to what we've seen in, in recent weeks i think i think it will be to be honest with you because like you say that liverpool game i think the, the games that. might be catching up and it'll be a, a game where you look at the team and go mm, okay yeah. Keen, can you say anything for Leicester at all? I very much doubt. I'll go to one United. Um again, yeah. I can't go against my team. Um I think it'll be a strong-ish team. I don't think I don't think there'll be wholesale changes made, maybe four or five. I think that maybe at max you will see yeah. that. Um, I don't think there'll be nine player nine different players rotated in. I don't think that'll happen. Um Look, after West Ham losing yesterday, that guaranteed United Champions League football as of yesterday. So, do do the team kind of take the foot off the gas tomorrow? We kind of wait and see. But I think if we make a couple of changes, we should still have enough to win the game because I think Leicester will have an eye on Saturday, whether they yeah. they admit it, won't admit it or not. Yeah. A cup final is a cup final. Like there'll be challenges like the when you look when, when you have a big game come ahead of you a couple of days there'd be cha- a few challenges you'd be reluctant to go into do you run that extra yard there is a good point isn't there you're going to go for a 50 50 when you're going to have the fa cup final in a few days that might be an issue yeah it's going to be it's funny that we're, we're both teams are in both the same kind of situation you know but but keen so your, your pod, your your YouTube channel is the Weekly Armchair Podcast. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. I'd wish you all the luck, but I wouldn't mean it. Just do me <laughs> one favour. Get get yourself a, on that deed poll and get your name changed to Ambasaka. And I think that, that would be good. You, it's got to be done. I'm sorry. It's got to be My done. My mother and father would not have that. Like, I was named <laughs> after Roy Keane. I'd be absolutely ostracised if I changed my name to Juan Bissaka or even Bruno or something like that. Like, do you know what I mean? Cause like, I think if I've changed it after any current United player, I think I'd be shot. Like, I think they'd be at my front door. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But just think how, how good it would go, you know, Juan Bissaka Fini. I mean, it just, it's just got a ring about it, doesn't it? <laughs> On that point, I'll say thanks very much, mate. As I say, I won't say good luck for tomorrow, but I won't mean it, but good luck in the, uh, in the Europa Cup final. Thanks very much, Chris. Thanks very much for having me on. Thanks a lot. Cheers, mate. Take care. Rich, you um YouTube Rich Sports. Keep nice and simple. Um yeah, easy to find. Easy to find, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so get, go and give him a subscribe. We'll put the link in, in the in the uh YouTube uh, thing afterwards for you. Uh, and it might even already be in actually thinking about it. You you've got Brad on later on your show. Look after him. <laughs> yeah, we'll be try- we'll, we'll, we'll mention Newcastle a little bit, I imagine, because you know it's a, it's a current thing, isn't it? We're going to talk about the last week's football. If you want to mention Newcastle, you 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 feel free, you know. I mean, you know, and I'd, I'd like to say I'd mention the five three, but it was that long ago now. It's hardly. Worth yeah, I was just saying. Um, but, but um, in terms of the rest of the season, it'd be nice to see Leicester get top four because we don't want Liverpool getting it and. I don't think we're going to do your favour. We're probably not going to do your favour tomorrow, but we'll try and do you a favour on Thursday. The funny thing is, nobody's done us any favours. I mean, we wanted Man City to beat you, you beat them. We wanted Man City to beat. Yeah. I mean, it's just nobody. Well, I mean, Everton did us a favour. That that was the that was the first time. But yeah, we'd appreciate it, mate. We would appreciate it. Like we'll I say, I, I hope we get three points tomorrow. Sorry, you would doubt. You would you would be surprised if I said anything else. But. Uh, but all the best to you in the uh, Europa League Cup final, mate. And uh, bring, bring, bring the trophy back home. OK, thanks, Chris. Thanks for coming on, mate. All the best. Take care. No worries. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.
So thanks to Rich, thanks to um, Wambasaka. I mean, sorry, I mean Keen. He's going to kill me, and you know, don't forget you can pick them both up on YouTube on the channel. Rich is on Rich Sports, and uh, Keen is on the weekly Armchair Kickoff podcast. And they actually both do do just general football chats and shows. So it's not all about Man United. You know, there's, there's other chats as well. So there's some interesting chats. I, I pop onto them both quite often. And as uh, it's not all, all Man United talk. But um, I want to say thank you very much for popping on. Let's just see. We've got a few uh, a few last comments to go through here. Um, and there we go. Yeah, one one to, to Brad says... Melina, you're sacked as a mod. You go and go and mow the lawn now. Go on, go and mow the lawn. Honestly, she get she gets three A's in her results, and she gets a, a a degree in whatever she's got a degree in, and she thinks she can come on and do that. <coughs> oh no, um, <laughs> no. Oh, um, oh, here we go. Trouble. Um, David one one is my score, even though hoping for Leicester win. Of course, would we take a would we take a point? I mean, I kind of and I, I actually forgot to ask the guys when they were here, but I said this the other day that people have been saying that these last three games uh, don't be nice to Brad. No, be horrible to him. He deserves it. It all. Uh, He's Jesus, remember, so he's, oh, what can he do? He can only curse you, you know. Um, we did give Leicester a point earlier in the season. <laughs> nice new hat. Thank you very much. Did you, yep, we like the hat there. Thank you. Um, I did say at the weekend, and you may agree or disagree with me after the Newcastle defeat, that people are saying that we've got a really, really tough run in. And we know we have because we've got, uh, let's say, Man United tomorrow, Chelsea next Wednesday, I think it is, and then Spurs on, on the Sunday, and of course the FA Cup final. But we're tough for them. I mean, all right, you know, you've got the Newcastle result, it happens. You know, ask Chelsea about West Brom, ask Liverpool about Aston Villa. You know, these games happen. You know, ask Spurs about Man United. So, should we be saying, God, these are going to be really, really, really three tough games? Why? We are the only team that's been in that top four all season. We've got as much to um, to worry them as they have got to worry about us. So, you know, I I honestly don't think it's going to be as bad as we think. Cup final, though, five days. Anybody excited yet? Whether you're excited or not, do me a favour. If you haven't subscribed yet, there's a little button there at the bottom. Just click on it and give us a subscribe. We would be extremely grateful and I'd be able to go to bed tonight a very happy boy. We could make a change. Don't forget, it's tomorrow night, guys. It's 6 o'clock kickoff. Um, the joy of television. <laughs> we're going to be, we're going to know, know what to do. That some, some of us next season, all, all the games that are on telly this season, next season is going to be back to normal. <laughs> it's on BT tomorrow night. Yeah, um, at least we know that the Sky Sports aren't going to be talking about Man United for uh, three quarters of the pre-show. It's on BBC Radio Five Live. It's on LCFC Radio, and it's on BBC Radio Leicester. Guys, I've got to go and get changed because I am actually back in about seventeen minutes. With the preview show, because we're doing all these shows so often. If you want to catch up with any of our shows, don't forget YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. Or if you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, and I can't blame you as I always say for that, your favourite podcast platform, including Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple iTunes, Spotify and Podcast Addict, to name but a few. So thanks very much, guys. <laughs> Newcastle, you come on, you come on, IJ, you come on just as we're going. Actually, I'm probably not too sorry about that. Doesn't give you a chance to wind us up at all. Um, see you in 17 minutes. Ooh, uh, Mrs. Yep, I'll leave the front door open, Mel. See you in a bit. Thanks very much, guys. It will be 17 minutes. I'll be back with Craig and we'll be doing the preview show and it'll be just be. An hour full of totally, totally biased opinion.
Stay safe. See you in 17 minutes. Leicester Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. It is, and don't forget, like I say, please, please, please subscribe. See you later. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch. They think it's all over. It is now. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.